Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Matt Parks. Matt, are you ready to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Matt is the founder and CEO of One Less CBD. They're an organization working to create a better option for those suffering from chronic pain and inflammation. Matt, tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All righty. Well, personal life, uh, mainly I'm a father of three, three young girls, eight, five, and three. Um, so they they keep me young um, and energized, and if you know, people talk about their why. You know, definitely my kids are, are a big part of my why. Why get up every day? Why hustle? Why try to you know help people with their inflammation? Um, my other head is I you know work in durable medical equipment. So I mean, I'm working multiple jobs, always hustling, always you know doing things, trying to help people. Um, I've kind of indirectly been in healthcare my entire life, and and part of that was growing up in in Northeast Baltimore City. My mom. Uh, I've been an ER night shift ER nurse in Baltimore City for 43 years, um, and my brother, who's three years older, was in and out of Johns Hopkins uh, from the time he was a baby to the time he was about 16, 17. He was born with hydrocephalus and a Dandy Walker malformation, which, in layman's terms, essentially means he was born with uh, missing 80% of his cerebellum. So constant operations. Ben Carson was his surgeon. Um, really, what it does, it builds pressure up in the brainstem. So, I mean, he had shunts, had titanium metal plate put in his head, um, all kinds of things that I was exposed to at a young age. In and out of hospitals, I was independent. I was living with families all up and down the street, uh, church families and school families and relatives because my parents were busy with him. So I had to be independent. I, you know, was exposed to a world like that. And my mother, you know, she is a very much uh, in head, out mouth type of person. So she doesn't <laughs> keep me away from anything. And, and especially when I was young. So I just really knew about drug addiction, about inflammation, about, you know, people who were in a much worse space than I was and, and how the world really worked. I was exposed to that at a very young age and it was really instrumental in how I grew up, ultimately left Baltimore, played baseball in college at Belmont University in Nashville, um, met my wife in grad school and then started working in durable medical equipment uh, about 2011, 2010. And it was there that I really started to develop an appreciation for an underlying root cause of people's problems from Crohn's, colitis, diverticulitis, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you know, I really figured out that inflammation was the root cause of all pain um, and underlying health conditions. So when you can attack inflammation, when you can kind of get to that initial response, your body is telling you, okay, something's wrong. How are we going to deal with it? Are we going to overload ourselves on over-the-counter medications? Are we going to go down the prescription opioid route, which most people have taken and has caused a addiction epidemic in our country? Um, so it really just led to a 
kind of a self-discovery. I want to learn more about this. I want to help people. How can I do that? And an opportunity presented itself to get into a topical information space, but I wanted to do it right. And I really felt like the CBD industry was up and coming, but already losing its way. It was over-commercialized, over-marketed. And I really thought the product offerings were really suspect and, and not really well thought out from the get-go. So that kind of led me to where I am now. Nice. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. <clears throat> and I, you were kind enough, or somebody from your organization was kind enough to send me a jar of your CBD cream. And I really... <clears throat> It's CBD seems to be just ever present, sort of to your point, but I had no idea really what it was. I, exactly. you know, I'm like, oh, it seems yeah. like it's good. Joe Rogan talks about it every once in a while, and right. I see CBD everywhere. But it was great timing because as as we get older, Matt, I think you're a little younger than me. Your body starts to hurt more and more, mm-hmm. and I, I bought one of those therapy guns, and that was working. But then I've had this chronic, chronic pain in my right foot for feels like a year and yep. the therapy gun was helping but it wasn't getting rid of it and i started using the cream about three week two two weeks ago and okay. it's made an enormous difference so awesome. so thank you love to hear it and that's you know inflammation at, it, at its root cause so you know the body is is basically sending you signals you know and we talked about cbd really derives from this discovery of the endocannabinoid system and that was kind of late 80s early 90s and, you know, a lot of stuff, like you said, it's been over-commercialized, over-hyped, so people hear CBD and they don't really know what it is. And then it becomes a problem that everybody has their own interpretation of what it is. And usually that's a, just a self-fulfilling proclamation of their product, of what it does, or an ingredient they're trying to skew people or sway people to you know use their products so it's not really a lot of science that's behind their product and the thing with the cbd industry is you really can't say what your product does because the fda won't allow it it's a supplement it's no different than vitamin c vitamin d ginkgo biloba any of those things you can't scientifically say my product will reduce inflammation you know i don't ever tout that that's my hope you know, that's my desire. I put active ingredients in there that I believe are going to do that. But in essence, where CBD has lost its way is too many people claiming too many things that simply are just not true or are really not proven in a human clinical trial sense. And that's unfortunate because there is a lot of promise and hope with this ingredient. Um, you know, I, I most certainly believe in it, but it also comes to a sense where people are just getting too much information and, and they don't know who's telling the truth and who's not. And, and that's the upsetting part is that you're constantly fighting that uphill battle of false proclamations and people really just trying to make a quick buck, sell their product, and then sell their company for you know multiple, multiples of EBITDA and get out and you know on to the next thing. And, and that's unfortunate because there is a lot of promise, you know, with this ingredient. Yeah, that was kind of my my impression when 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 we got in touch, and you know, when you start thinking about buying a certain car, then you start noticing it on on the street a lot more. 
yeah. I'm like, what, what, what is going on with all the CBD? And what went through my head is, well, there's obviously money in it if there's so many companies that are doing it. And it's obviously a good thing. So yeah. um, you, you, you talked a little bit about it, and it sounds like we can't say that this will reduce your inflammation. That's what we're hoping it happens. But just really, what is CBD? Right. So it's a, and when I was kind of going down that road with the endocannabinoid system, so when your body has an injury, it actually releases cannabinoids. Your body has natural cannabinoids inside of it. The problem is, is that there's protein enzymes in your body as well. So when your body has an injury, let's say I go out for a jog and I twist my ankle. So naturally my brain is sending a signal and it starts firing, you know, really quickly. It starts, you know, beating like a heartbeat, but it goes really fast. Your brain's going, I'm in pain. Cannabinoids have been released and their job is to go and directly attack the inflammation. The problem is, is that these protein, protein enzymes act like Pac-Man and they eat up the cannabinoids in your body. So not enough cannabinoids are going to the inflammation and doing the natural occurrence of what your body is trying to do and de you know, decrease it. So the thought process is with CBD, and there have been some great studies on rats as far as injecting cannabinoids to uh, an area of inflammation. You are getting more cannabinoids to that area, and you're essentially blocking those protein enzymes from decreasing the cannabinoids in your body. So you are giving your body more cannabinoids than the protein enzymes can attack. So now we've introduced cannabinoids to that area. And the hope, the idea, the thought is that the cannabinoids now can naturally decrease inflammation without, in, you know, without introducing ibuprofen, acetaminophen, um, you know, whatever you might, you know, an opioid, whatever it might be. And, and, you know, for me, what I always tell people, you know, my product is, is that CBD is one part. You know, we tout our six ingredients, camphor, geranium, menthol, eucalyptus, white willow bark, and then the CBD isolate. And CBD isolate is important because isolate is just pure CBD. And CBD is a phytocannabinoid, which means it's derived from a plant. And when we extract CBD or the CBD that we get is hemp-based, it's not marijuana-based. So there's no THC. And THC is that main ingredient that kind of makes you feel like you're flying on a magic carpet somewhere and you're in, not in, you know, where you currently are. So... You know, that was the thing for me is that I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, CBD. But the question was, will this get me high? You know, am I going to fail a drug test? Am I going to do all these things? So my goal was, how can we make a product that incorporates CBD but eliminates all those underlying things that we see when companies really don't know their extraction methods or they're not extracting the THC fully or they're misrepresenting their product? So our goal was, let's access this now we have access to this great you know topical inflammation ingredient let's just make sure it's safe and effective but that's that's really the science is that you know we endocannabinoid system releases cannabinoids it just does not release enough it all plays a role in the central nervous system and we're just trying to get more cannabinoids to the area we can block those protein enzymes and we can let the cannabinoids in the body do its natural healing and my goal is if I can take the pain scale, I wake up every day and I want a six to seven scale. If I can get you down to a three or a four, 
I can make you more mobile, I can make you more active, then you're going to naturally decrease inflammation. We're not going to be sedentary. We're not going to be still. We're going to get up. We're going to get moving. And I want you to enjoy applying the product. So it's all those things together that you enjoy. It, it absorbs. It gets into the skin. It doesn't feel like it's sitting on your skin for six hours you know, all day. It actually absorbs. It gets in there. It feels nice. It's cooling. Um, so there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just, you know, throw some CBD in a hand cream and, and call it an inflammation product because it, it's just not, it, there's more to it. It took us two years to, to figure this out. It, it's not, it's not an overnight thing, but unfortunately you have a cash crop and people go, all right, let's, let's get to it. I can make, I can white label a CBD product and sell it and make a quick buck. And if one thing the pandemic did, it did weed out a lot of those pretenders in the industry, which was a great thing. Um, but it's still an ever, it's, it's an uphill battle every day Yeah, you know, to, try to get your product out there and, and get people to buy in because they may have bought one CBD product at a gas station, had a bad experience with it. And, <laughs> you know, now all CBD products are, eh, they're worthless. They don't work. Um, I'm not going to do that again. So it, it's like anything. You just got to get out there and get your message out there and tell people why you do what you do and hope people will take advantage and, and go from there. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I don't know if you're currently distributing to gas stations, but you probably ought not do no. that. That's just my no, no. my professional. <laughs> All right. So if cannabinoids are produced by my whatever, they're 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 naturally produced in my body. Why are mm-hmm. these proteins attacking it? It's just the body's natural defense system, and it's I mean it was really with the discovery of the endocannabinoid system again. It was like in the 80s and 90s. When that was finally discovered that, you know, these cannabinoids were actually being released in the body, nobody had ever really studied it. There was no, you know, it was always just, you know, marijuana is marijuana. I mean, it really does come from the discovery that medical marijuana did have some healing properties. And I think that's what led doctors, scientists to start really studying that, okay, rather than just a drug or a narcotic sense, or people trying to get high, there actually seems to be some healing benefits from hemp and marijuana-based products. You know, we start to see the originally discovery with glaucoma, you know, and starting to introduce medical marijuana out into the field and giving people a license to actually, you know, buy the product prescribed by a doctor. It just led to this further inclination, and I think with the opioid epidemic, doctors, physicians, natural healing professionals are trying to find more ways to help people reduce their pain and not be bound to because even ibuprofen if we take daily ibuprofen we are ruining our stomach linings we're causing internal bleeds i mean if you are somebody who's in your 50s and 60s you know you bruise naturally and you've been taking a leave every day there's a reason and your blood is not acting properly. It's not going to clot properly. There, there are so many things that OTC medications and prescription drugs have done to our bodies over the years that I really think the opioid epidemic has started to allow doctors, physicians to really take a stronger look at cannabis and hemp-based products and say, okay, there's a path for this. There's a need. Let's see what we can do, and let's do some further studies. So there is a FDA-approved drug um, for childhood epilepsy called Epilodex that actually does use CBD. 
um, in the product to help with childhood epilepsy and it's approved by the FDA. That is really the reason why the FDA will not give its credence to making CBD a dietary supplement. They've gone, look, we using this stuff in a prescription-based drug. We can't then turn around and say, mm-hmm. okay, you can use CBD as a dietary pill. You know, and there's actually a company, I won't name names, but they're a big wig out there, and their products all say dietary supplement on them. And that's a big no-no on the FDA. How they haven't got all their products pulled off the shelves is beyond me. But, you know, it, it's a slippery slope of, of what you can tout, what you can't. But it, it was really the 2018 Farm Bill which took CBD off the Schedule One narcotic list when we were allowed to finally extract, cultivate, and put these things in, you know, in products. But it had to have 0.3% or less weighted THC in it. That was the only regulation. So it was open season for anybody to make a CBD product and tout its benefits. And that's, again, a problem with our system is that we, we allow these things to happen, but we don't give any regulatory framework. So then it allows something that has a lot of promise and hope to then be muddied and go down this path of over-commercialization and people getting the wrong message about the product. And that, that's, that's what we fight every single day. It's because people are touting things they shouldn't be and people are just, I, I mean, it, it, I, I can go on for days, but it, it, it's just a frustrating aspect of when you know something's good and you know, you know I have countless stories and testimonies of people who I've you know, helped with my cream which is what I use as kind of a segue into, I think it's worth trying my product because, you know, I can't come out and say anything. I'm just, I'm trying to let science be my guide um, and and get into the system and and help to decrease inflammation as best I can. You know, this is my part. I don't do ingestibles. I don't trust the science behind it how much of our body is really ingesting and absorbing the CBD when we're doing it in a tincture sense or a gummy or a protein powder or a water. To me, the topical is just the path of least resistance. We go directly to the source and we, you know, can get relief and hopefully it lasts four to six hours a day. You know, that's in my product. You can apply it all day long. There's nothing. My product's not going to hurt you. And, and that was the whole, you know, hope behind it. I just don't know enough about the ingestibles and there's just not enough science out there for me to say, yeah, I'm going to get in the ingestible market because I don't know how much the body is really absorbing by, by doing it in an ingestible form. Got it. Well, I appreciate it. Cause that, that really answered my question. I was, I was curious about the delivery mechanism of it. Um, so, so there you go. Topical yeah. makes sense. I love yeah. it. Well, Matt, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Do your research in life. Um, in my my experience, you cannot be afraid to fail. My difference-making tip is embrace failure um, because it, it really opens your eyes to what can be. You know, if, if you don't get out and try and if you overanalyze and think about all the different ways you can get your product to market or spread your message, you're never going to get off the bench. You're just going to be there every day just wondering, okay, will this work? Will it not? The only way to find out is to get out there and do it. And, and, and you're going to fail. 
and, and embrace that because you just got to hit one time. You can connect one time and and really land on something that's going to build momentum. Then then the sky's the limit. But you know I'm I'm as guilty of it as anybody of overthinking and overanalyzing and just this fear of failure that you know what are people going to think of me or you know how's this going to look or you know is this is this going to you know really start to drive momentum or is this going to you know just be a dead end you, you don't know until you do it you just got to get out there and and be active and you know self-promote yourself don't care what other people think of you because they're going to forget about you five five minutes later you know if you made a fool of yourself it's not going to stick with them forever but you learned you learned okay that didn't work so on to the next one and once i started to care less about what people think and worry more about what i believed in and just to get that message out there the better off i was and the more confident i was and the more people started to relate to me you just be yourself try new things and don't be afraid that it may get misconstrued or people may not hear the message the first time you just keep out there and keep hammering the message and find out what works and and you'll you'll make your way through you know, this is, uh, this, eh, in a lot of ways, these last two years have been a great path to self-discovery for a lot of people. And, and I hope that continues, um, because it's, people have so much more potential than they're even allowing themselves to, to find. And I, I think that, you know, as long as you get out there and try something, give it everything you got, try as many different ways as you can to break through and, and something is going to happen. Um, that you just didn't expect. And that, that would be my, my biggest tip is just get off the bench and try it and don't care what the results are. Just embrace failure and make it happen. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come up. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and where can they pick up a jar of One Less CBD? Well, special offer today is that I'm going to... Um, listeners of the podcast we're going to do a travel jar uh, free of charge which is a quarter ounce jar um, all they're paying is shipping and handling which is four dollars and 95 cents so they get a travel jar of my product for four dollars and 95 cents all they have to do is go to www.onelesscbd.com forward slash lifeblood um, and you can go to our website onelesscbd.com you can learn about our formulation can learn about me uh, instagram handles at one less cbd but again that offer is one less cbd o-n-e-l-e-s-s-c-b-d.com forward slash lifeblood and you can get a travel size jar of my product to try it and a little bit goes a long way and just for four dollars and 95 cents can't beat it we'll get it out to you immediately and let you guys try it and see what you think awesome well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Matt your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and or is dealing with chronic pain, go yeah. to onelesscbd.com. That's all spelled out, O-N-E-L-E-S-S-C-B-D.com slash lifeblood and pick up, take Matt up on his offer for the free travel jar just for pain, shipping and handling and find him on social media. I'll list everything in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Matt. My pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.